What's going on, my friends? It's Dave Sharp. Welcome to Wake Up Legendary. I am uh, I am under the weather today. My throat's feeling a little weird. Uh, having a hard time uh, having a hard time getting my words out here because my my uh, well, and it's a good thing I've got a nurse practitioner on the show this morning. Hopefully, she can help me out. As you can see. Um, she is, well, and if you can't say if you're listening, uh, she's turned to digital marketing to gain time back. Brittany, welcome to the show. Hi, thank you for having me. You're welcome. A couple of family members had COVID in my house last night, so I don't know if that's what I'm dealing with or if I've got uh, my, my nanny. She had a throat infection and something, so I've got, I've got something going on today, but um, there's nobody here who I can infect. Uh, I'm here alone. So uh, I felt good enough to show up to the to the show today, and isn't that a blessing? Yes. Um, so uh, welcome to the show. Tell us where you're calling in from. So I'm calling in from north of Atlanta, Georgia. Okay. And what led you to Legendary? What were you looking for? Did you find what you were looking for? I found exactly what I was looking for. I, I think I don't know how many times I said it, that I you know, was talking to coworkers and talking to my husband and like, I just wish there was some way that I could make money from home online if, if there was anything I could do. Um, and I swear my phone heard me and showed me a mom on TikTok that was doing this, promoted Legendary. I followed her for months, um, just watching her build and build. And then finally, I decided to pay the $7 and I was hooked. Yeah. Do you wish you started sooner? Oh, yeah. Every day. Because I'm like, maybe I would be where she was at and things like that. So, mm. Mm. so. yeah. So are you still working? I am still working. So I actually just got off of a 24 hour call shift. So. So I don't get any pity for you for being sick over here. You're, you're tired <laughs> and, and, and exhausted as well, huh? No, I'm, I'm awake. All right. So. Um, so what was it like for you? I mean, you're well-educated. You've, you've seen lots of stuff both in the workforce and in, in your education. What was it like for you to go through a course like the 15-Day Challenge made by a, a high school dropout uh, that's quite often called a, a scam and everything else? What was your experience yes. with, with that education process? It was so motivational for me watching the videos. It all made sense. Every video led to the next. And I just wanted more and more information. Um, my business advisor, uh, he, he probably hated me, but I was like, I just want to know everything right now. I want to know all the details because I too thought it was too good to be true. thought it was a scam. And I was like, if this isn't real, I don't have time for this. So I just wanted all the information, but the full course for me was so easy because I'm not a tech person. I never have been. I will call my husband and be like, how do you turn the TV on? How do you connect, you know, the Xbox so I can watch Netflix and things like that. So um, having something like that, that walked me through step by step and having all the support was amazing because this is my first digital venture. No, I see that you enrolled at our blueprints as well. I mean, what was the deciding factor for you to t take this even more seriously and, you know, uh, for more accountability? You know, what, what went through your, your head as you were faced with this decision to invest in yourself? So 
I mean, from day one, I was all in and I just, I just had to make that decision that it was worth it for me. And if, um, one of the things my business advisor, he, he was very adamant. He was like, you know, what is your end goal? What would you like out of this? And, you know, we discussed goals and what we wanted to do with it and everything. And I said, you know, if I can just make this much money or this, and he was like, well, what would it be worth to you if you could make that? Or what if you could make more? What would it be worth to you? And my number was way higher than the cost of the blueprint. Mm. Like if, if, you know, if I could make $100,000 a year or something like that, you know, $10,000 would have been worth it to me. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That's a great, it's a great kind of, cost analysis, if you will, or however you want to, you know, you know, say that to, to really look at, you know, if I take the time and money to, to learn these skills, what, what can they make me in the next year, let alone the rest of my life? Mm -hmm. And they make me in the next year if I'm sitting, you've got a very small following, but you've already started to make some pretty significant money, right? Mm -hmm. Does that prove to you that you can, utilize these skills and make big money from a small following? Absolutely. Yeah. I don't think it has anything to do with your following. Um, it has to do with your connections. So, I mean, I've made some really good connections, talking with people, talking with other nurses. Um, it was funny because even the doctor that I work for was like, wait, you're making how much? What, what are you doing? So I was kind of like, if a doctor is asking me those things, then um, so. But yeah, I don't think it has anything to do with the number. Um, people get stuck on that. And that's the thing is they're like, I don't have a big following. I started this from zero. You I'm did? Slowly built. You start, yeah, I, wait, hold on. You started from zero? Zero. Like zero everybody? followers. Sheesh. Yeah. Thank you for clarifying that. And I started on May 1st. So mm. I'm not even three months in. Um, and I started from zero followers and that's what a lot of people are like, oh, I'm not a big social media person or I'm not, you know, you don't have to be. And that's the biggest thing. There's so many routes that you can take with this. And everybody I talk to when they give me a little bit of their background, I'm kind of like, you would be great at this because I've done the course and I've done all the, and I've seen all the different avenues that you can take. I know exactly what I would tell them to promote and mm. things like that. Mm -hmm. So what is the common theme that you're seeing with people or hearing from people? You said you were talking to other nurses and so forth. What is the common theme that people want or that they're struggling with in their life right now? It's time freedom. I mean, and that's why I did this. It wasn't, you know, I, I can make good money as a nurse practitioner I didn't necessarily need the money. It was, I needed the time freedom. I worked 24 hour shifts and, you know, before that I was a nurse and I was working 12 hour shifts. And so talking to nurses and stuff like that, it's really hard when you have kids and things like that, that, you know, daycare schedules. And then when you start school, we're coming up on the school year, picking up from school and, you know, you got to coordinate with, other parents or you got to coordinate with your husband or your other, your spouse. And it's the time freedom. You want to be able to make money on your own time. 
Um, I mean, that was one of the big things I got into nursing. I was like, oh, working three days a week and having four days off. Well, it's not all you think it is. Mm. So you still, I mean, you're working long 12-hour days that can turn into 13, 14-hour days. Mm. Of course. I mean, yeah. especially, I, I mean, when my father was in the hospital for 77 days this year, I mean, those nurses came in early, stayed late. You know, you've got your commute. And I would hear from those nurses, you know, they don't they they didn't have time to watch TV when they got home. They would eat oh, no. something, decompress, and then go to sleep. Is that a lot of what your life is like? And where right now are you finding time in pockets to spend time with your family, work, but also do this? Take us through a little bit about how you're making this work within your ridiculously busy schedule. Yeah. So, and even actually when I went through the program and the blueprints, I was working overtime. So our full-time schedule is seven days a month. Well, that doesn't seem like a whole lot, but a 24-hour shift, if you're up all night, you're basically out the next day. Like you might not be sleeping, but you're exhausted. So like taking care of my kids and having to go grocery shopping and doing all that, I'm in a brain fog like all day. So you're not really with your kids and enjoying that. So I went through the 15-day business challenge. I did it, you know, 30 minutes here and there and did some research. You know, I would get up in the morning and do it or take nap time or take 30 minutes at bedtime. That's all I really needed to do. And I actually got through it in about 10 days because um, I was just itching for more and wanting to know all the information. I was ready to get through it. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, it's it's totally doable. I mean, you don't, I didn't necessarily have time to do that. And that's what a lot of people are like, oh, I don't, I don't have time to do anything else. Like, yeah. and I even made a video about that. It's like, you know, have having two kids and working a full-time job and you have your hands full, but then you decide to start your own business, but that's what it's all about mm. so that you don't have to work like this all the mm. time. That is what it's all about, baby. Mm. <laughs> That is. I love the hat throw. <laughs> you, you know, it's if you want something great, you gotta you gotta do something different. You gotta exactly. you gotta suffer for a little while. I mean, you suffered when you were <clears throat> you suffered when you were going through college, and you were going through all this. How many years did you go to college? Six years. <sighs> and I spent way more money than I ever. <laughs> Are you still, you still have student loans, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I won't soon, though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. So, so um, yeah, you got to suffer a little bit at the beginning. You got to sacrifice a little bit at the beginning. And you're still sacrificing. So talk us through what, how are you creating content? Like, what is, what is, what is, how are you fitting it into when you're, when you're working, when you're on a 24-hour shift? What do you, what, what do you slide in there? And then what are you doing on your days off to where you're still able to keep up and be consistent with your income producing activities? So I try and batch content a lot, do all my research on my days off, plan my videos and what I'm going to post and get as many, many videos done as I can on my days off so that when I am working, I'm present and working and you can, you know, you can schedule videos to go out or, you know, you can put it in a draft and just mm -hmm. hit 
um, send or, you know, post whenever you're ready. So I don't create videos at work. Um, I, I <coughs> just, to be clear, like just to be clear for your employer. Like <laughs> <laughs> I don't post for the videos doctor who's work. watching right now. <laughs> I'll create a few videos or like a few stories like before I go into work or if I'm on a break, but you have to be very careful. You know, I don't, I don't ever want like patient information or anything getting out there. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, I just try and do as much on my days off as I can. B roll videos are very popular. Um, mm. The Explain videos what that is. think are going to be the good ones are the ones. And that goes a lot with like, you know, just post it, just do, I mean, there was a video I had in my draft that I was like, this is dumb. Nobody's going to like it. And it got the most likes. And I was mm. like, why did I sit on this for so long? Mm. Talk to us about what a B-roll video is. They're, they're very popular right now. So just a video of you doing like a simple task, like unloading the dishwasher and you're videoing yourself and you're not even necessarily talking and you're putting text with it with keywords and phrases and things like that. Because the Instagram algorithm is always changing. Um, I actually got, no, I wouldn't say banned on Facebook, but I think they thought my profile was a bot and I couldn't comment on my own posts or anybody else's posts for like three weeks and my videos, you know, I wasn't gaining followers and my videos were slacking for a while. Um, but I continued through, I kept posting and kept, and now it's back and it's doing fine now. So I just want to say for everybody who's like afraid to get banned, you ain't really doing anything until you like actually have an account get shut down. You ain't, you ain't doing enough. Seriously. Yeah. You're not, you're not marketing aggressively enough. I mean, yeah. You know how many uh, advertising accounts I've lost on Facebook and Google over the years? I mean, I'm permanently banned, or at least was until recently, <laughs> uh, on Google AdWords. You know, I mean, I had a, I, I couldn't advertise on Google AdWords for like a, a decade. Um, you know, Facebook ads. I mean, Facebook was notorious for shutting people down until they got yeah. desperate a couple of years ago, and they loosened up a little bit um, when TikTok ate their lunch. You know. Um, <laughs> You know, you're just, you're not, you're not doing enough and, unless you have, you know, I saw Sarah Day Thompson say her PayPal account got shut down. Um, she was receiving commissions, I think, from other companies she was working with in, into PayPal. I've had, t I've had 10 or $15,000 locked up in PayPal for, for um, like eight years, eight wow. years, guys. I've got $40,000 in AWeber commissions that they won't release to me because, um, because I don't have a PayPal account <laughs> and that's the only, that's oh the only gosh. place that they'll pay out their commissions from a Weber is PayPal. You know what I mean? Wow. They owe me 40,000, probably 50 or 60 now. Um, and they, and they won't cut me a check. You know, they just, they just, they just are like, you know, um, we'll let you know when we have another, you know, form of payment or form of payout, but right now we don't. So I'm like, okay. I guess we'll just consider that money in the bank then because I've been promoting them for, you know, yeah. 12 years. I've, I've always used a Weber, but I mean, you're not, you're not, you're not doing enough until you have people start to, or companies start to get a little bit uncomfortable with your success and what you're doing. I mean, merchant accounts. I mean, all these things are, are things that you're going to have to, 
um, deal with. And, and, and especially if any of you ever, you know, and many of you are and will graduate to selling your own courses, coaching or events, you have to be able to process your own sales. Mm-hmm. You, know, you have to be able to accept money. That's a whole nother thing that people don't really understand is a big deal and, and a very difficult thing to do sometimes on the internet is to actually in any, in, in any business, that's why Stripe and, um, you know, all these companies that, that made it really easy, but guess what, you know, they still, if there's any risk that you're posing, if they look at you as, as having a high risk business model and guess what, the difference between high risk and low risk, first and foremost, is, is the card present when the sale is being processed? Or is somebody just punching numbers into a computer screen? Card mm-hmm. present means you're swiping the card yeah. into a machine that the credit card company provided for you or the merchant account company provided for you. And um, if you have card not present transactions, which means that people are just you know, entering their numbers in on a computer screen, you're automatically considered a high risk business model. So it's, it's, it's a challenge. That's why PayPal was, it was always so popular because it made it so easy to accept payments. But guess what? PayPal doesn't like risk, just like any bank. They want all the money, but none of the risk. So you have to figure out ways to take your high risk business model and make it low risk. How do you do that? provide exceptional product and customer service where you have low refunds and no chargebacks. That's, that's one thing. Um, you know, start out selling lower price products. You know, there's a lot of different things that you can do, but the truth is, is that we're also afraid of losing accounts and getting bans and all this. And the truth is, is that you're probably not being aggressive enough until you are having some pushback from some of these platforms. Um, what are some of the lessons that you've learned or things that you've discovered about how to protect your accounts or how to communicate to people? Because protecting your accounts is really all about, at least with social media anyways, not kind of pissing all the users off, not making them feel like your content is spammy or scammy or that you're being deceptive or lying in some way. So how do you kind of create content that makes people love you and what content have you put out that you were like, Oh, okay, this is the kind of spammy content that I need to stay away from. So I put out a lot of content about, you know, being a busy mom, um, making money from home. Um, I see a lot of people like the videos of like, you know, other websites where you can make money from home and things like that. But then you show, you know, that affiliate marketing is going to make you more working less, things like that. So people really like those videos. People love when my kids are in my videos. Um, So I do a lot of that kind of content. Protecting my account so much, I'm still learning. Um, I have a warning on my TikTok that I've had for a while now, but it hasn't been taken down yet. I'm just waiting for another video to make them mad and it be taken down. But um, I'm still learning on how to protect it, but I don't post a lot of like my pay that comes through or like when people do commissions, because I feel like that's all I see is people doing the same content and they're just pushing, you know, oh, here's another commission. Here's another commission. So I'll put it out there every once in a while just to prove it. Um, but I don't really do that too much just because 
I kind of get tired of seeing it because you compare so much about what other people are making or what following other people have. And it's really not about that. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, um, you know, you, uh, you, that's an income claim. And yeah. if you're posting up a, a picture of something, that's an income claim. And you're, you are risking your account when you're doing that because what people really want to want to know what the platforms want to see is that, you know, you, you are, you are kind of pushing the, what, what the average result is or what, you know, people can expect. And, and, you know, what I've tried to educate people on, and we all have to learn our own lessons, by the way, for those of you wondering, I am a little under the weather. My throat's a little weird right now. It feels like I got, like I've, I've got a sore throat, you know, so I've got, my voice sounds weird and I'm stuffed up. Um, thank you for, for bearing with us. Um, you, you know, when you're, when you're posting claims, when you're making claims about weight loss or making money or healing or curing things, right? That can be taken as deceptive because you want to give people the full story. And so the other problem is, now, it's not that it's not that we all haven't done that over our careers because you want to show that you're getting results, but you just have to do that delicately and try to give more context instead of just saying, look, I made $10,000 today. You can, too. Like that's mm -hmm. that's you. We, we want to try to get away from that. And it's going to take time for some of us. Some of us in our community have really big results and we're still learning you know, big results early on and we're still getting used to, Hey, how do we, you know, how do we navigate this? The other challenge with showing your results when they get so big is you actually become unbelievable, right? And people actually think that you're making it up. And so it's one of the reasons why I haven't shared income, why I personally don't share bank account statements and tax, uh, you know, tax forms or commission shots or what I might tell a story or two, like I just did, you know, PayPal's holding ten thousand. A Weber's holding forty, fifty thousand. You get the point, right? Mm -hmm. I'm I'm telling that story in a way that's humorous. It proves a point. There's educational value, but it still demonstrates that if I can have fifty thousand dollars that I'm not even missing, that's just sitting up in a place, I must be doing okay, right? Mm -hmm. So we have to get creative with the ways that we show that we're getting results instead of just being so simple, like saying, Hey, here's what I made. You can too. For those yeah. of you who are asking about PayPal, don't worry about it. It's PayPal is just, uh, some companies who you're going to be an affiliate for will only allow you to receive your affiliate payments through PayPal. And uh, PayPal has a tendency to freeze affiliate marketers accounts in anybody who's marketing anything online that they feel is high risk. And there might be a potential for people to refund or something like that. So yes, PayPal is a very finicky platform. It's one of the reasons why we at legendary marketer don't pay out into PayPal with our affiliate program. Um, what's coming up for you as I'm saying some of these things and kind of dropping some of the, at least the, showing your results without being so like it's kind of like dressing up like i would i would imagine that you as a as a woman over the years if you want to look pretty you don't just 
show it all. You don't just bear it all, right? You leave some there for the imagination, right? This is right. the same way, right? It's about mm -hmm. having a little bit of taste in class and it's about leaving, like showing that, yeah, you, you're, you're hot. I'm pretty, I'm feeling pretty tonight, but I'm not giving away the farm, right? Does, is that a good analogy for- That is a good farm? analogy. And I can, you know, talk to that too a little bit is like, I didn't have to post on a video how much we actually paid to pay off my husband's truck, but I posted, hey, we were able to pay off my husband's truck doing affiliate marketing. And I don't have to say how much it was for people to get the point that, hey, I'm making extra money. We weren't just being able to just to hit the car note. We were able to pay it off in advance. That's a great example. That's a great example. And <coughs> Sorry, everybody. <laughs> life. life. Life shows up, you know, <laughs> and we go live anyways, for God's sakes. We pick our nose on lives if we have to, you know? I mean, it's just, it's what you got to do to be consistent in this game. And for God's sakes, who am I to complain, right? I didn't have to drive in anywhere. I don't have to sit in any traffic. Mm -hmm. I don't have to answer to some asshole boss I don't like. I just got to sit here, BS a little bit in the morning, <laughs> you know, talk a little shop with somebody that I have something in common with. And then I can go take a nap if I want to. And guess what? My commute to the bed, it's only about 20 steps. It's not that big of a deal. It's rather nice, actually. You yeah. know? So, you know, putting things in per into perspective and watching other people do things like go live being sick or go live without brushing their hair or go live just picking a T-shirt up off the floor and putting it on and it's still all wrinkled up. Which is what I do. I'm not implying that you did that today. I'm implying that that's what I do every day. Um, you know, helps us to be a little bit more comfortable in our skin. How have you gotten a little bit more comfortable in your authentic message and who you are? And how has that evolved over the last couple of months? Were you really kind of weirded out with perfectionism and not, you know, wondering if you needed to be all perfect in your first videos. Talk to us about getting more comfortable in your skin on video. People like to see real, um, you know, we all follow people whose houses are amazing and always perfectly put together, but it doesn't matter. And people like a real messy house, messy hair, kids running around yelling and screaming more than they like, you know, Instagram versus reality kind of thing. It's, you know, they don't care if I'm climbing over toys, doing videos or getting on stories and things like that. They care that I'm showing up and answering messages and things like that. I mean, I have videos where my kids are screaming in the background. Nobody cares. Um, mm. It took me a while at first. Like I thought I had to have makeup on, you know, to story or do anything like that. Nobody cares. So That's it doesn't right. matter if your house is messy or you don't have a big following or you think you don't have time or, you know, nobody cares whether you make videos at night or in the morning or things like that on your way to work, whatever works for you to make things happen. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Nobody, nobody cares. I mean, nobody's like sitting there picking apart unless you have like some big, totally weird thing in the background. Like, you know, I won't get too 
explicit here, but you know, there's been a few videos or pictures that you know we've all seen on the internet where somebody didn't realize they had something in the background, you know, some some maybe pleasure device or something like that that was you know yes. hanging out back there, and it's like, whoa, girl or whoa, boy, you know what I mean? Like kind of kind of stuff, and you know, it's hard to come back from something like that. But I mean. For the most part, nobody gives a damn. Yeah, but that person went viral. So So if you have something in your video that people are like, wait, what? Was she doing this? They're going to watch it again. Your video is going to get pushed. For sure. And people, I always laugh when people get on there and put hate messages and things like that. I just respond, you know, nicely or I ignore it, but it pushes your video more. Because then more people are commenting and things like that. And you're like, you know, they think that they're getting something out of this. And actually, they're just helping my video be pushed. So, Did you feel like that when those first hateful comments came in, though? Talk to us about how you came to this very relaxed and also money-making perspective about good press and bad press. How did those first hateful comments and mean comments feel as they were coming into your videos i didn't care because i'm i'm the one making money they're not making any money off of it so i'm like i don't care hello (laughs) it never it never got to me i was like you can you can hate on me but i'm the one cashing the check so (laughs) (laughs) your hate is paying my bills yep so (laughs) And that's what I was like, you know, at first I didn't really, the only person I really care, the only people I really cared is like uh, people at work and stuff like that. Mm. I was like, I don't really want everybody at work asking me about things, but now everybody's like, how can I do that? How can I, I mean, and you know, the doctor I work for is like, how are you making money doing that? What are you doing? I'm like, I love that. I love that. Entrepreneurship is like in whether it's doesn't matter what kind of thing it is. It's the only kind of, I mean, I used to be in network marketing back in the day, and uh, I used to love pyramids. You know, I'd, I'd I'd get in one, I'd get in a new one every month, and um, and uh, I just like saying that. I think network marketing is <laughs> great. You know, I I just like saying that because 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 people are so you know lame that they call. They're like, it's one of those pyramid things. It's like, stop. You know, you're making you're making minimum wage. Don't mm-hmm. just stop. Yeah. Um, but. It was the only place that I would see where like a doctor would be holding up like a recording device to like some dude who just rolled out of a trailer and made $10,000 last <laughs> month. You know, the doctor's sitting there recording every word that he's saying as if there's, you know, trying to not to miss anything. And you just don't see that anywhere else, you know, in, in, in the regular world, there's all of these facades. There's all of this kind of fake hierarchy as if some people are better than others or more deserving than others. And surely in the medical field, there are, you know, people who I want operating on my heart and there are people who I do not want operating mm-hmm. on my heart. I certainly don't want a, a nurse who's not trained to be doing surgery on me, and nor would the nurse want to do that. No. But, 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 the, but the worthiness, the, the, the potential of somebody outside of that one tiny little vertical it's only in that one tiny little place where that hierarchy exists in the rest of the world. It's, it doesn't exist, but we take it when we leave our job and we take that and feel like that's our place. 
like like we can't like we take that kind of that ceiling with us right and what i think entrepreneurship does and what you're experiencing right now is realizing that look I do have a lane in my profession. I do have a lane that I need to stay in based on my qualifications, based on my experience, based on what I can and can't do and, and what I know how to do and don't know how to do based on what my specialty is. But once I walk out of that hospital or walk out of that doctor's office, all of that is left there. Mm -hmm. And I now have unlimited potential if I want to step into that power to learn skills and start something new and take it to the moon. Do you agree with that? And what comes up yes. for you as I say that? Yeah. The unlimited potential and what you can create for yourself is just the best. I mean, that's the best feeling is that everything that I put into this, everything I invest in myself is what I'm going to get out of it. Mm. Um, what's it been like for you as somebody who's so well educated somebody who's a nurse practitioner my god i mean you're a couple of steps away from from being a doctor what's it like for you to be new at something again what has it been like for you to be a newbie not the person who i mean a nurse practitioner is pretty much the top of the food chain unless the doc walks in mm -hmm. right i mean you are yeah. the person writing prescriptions you are the person who's seeing patients so yeah. in your profession you are pretty much right up there at the top of the food chain over here, you're new. You're a newbie. You're having to embrace being new. What is that like? And how how can you share that experience? Has it been humbling? What has it been like for others? Has it been fun, inspirational? How can people with big egos, with great pride, humble themselves to be new at something to, to, to in order then to grow into something bigger? Yeah, it's definitely been humbling for me. Um you know, like you said, big fish and things like that. Um, it's given me a lot of confidence doing this because I, this, I'm not a tech person. I, I need all the help with the tech stuff, but knowing that I did all of this, you know, you have the great step-by-step -step program, but doing all of this and setting up my business on my own, looking back, it was awesome. And that was something that I felt very accomplished. It gave me a lot of confidence, but also it's very humbling, but also knowing that everybody starts from zero, basically not mm. everybody has a big following, you know, unless you're using your personal Instagram or TikTok to promote and things like that, what you're doing, but everybody starts from zero. So just knowing that everybody started where I did and things like that, everybody had to learn. Everybody started the exact same way. Um, and that's what I tell everybody. They're like, well, I'm never going to be able to do that. Or I'm, well, everybody started at zero. So that's what it's been like for me. Um, you know, you get intimidated by, you know, you look at other people who have 25, 50,000 followers, 100,000 followers and things like that. And they're making X number of dollars, but they all, you know, had their first commission one time or had their, you know, first high ticket commission, things like that. They all started in the same place. And you've only been doing this since May, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So almost three months now. And, and you, and you, and you sat on the sidelines watching for how long? Probably three months. So, I mean, I would be almost six months in, and things like that. And it does, I have to stop thinking about it sometimes. Cause I'm like, you know, 
I hope by this year, and I'm putting that out there that by this year, I really would like to be part-time. I love what I do, um, but I really want to be home with my kids when my oldest goes to school. So, and he would start school next year. So I really just want to be able to be at home and be available for them. Um, I'm not a big person who was into like the newborn stage. Mm. I love this toddler stage and I just, it just makes me want to be home. But um, looking back before I had kids and even the first year I had my child, um, I was like, I don't ever want to be a stay at home mom. That's not what I want to do. And now that's all I want to do. <laughs> so Great. I have changed a lot and digital marketing has helped me realize that I can actually do it. It's something that is actually possible because I love contributing to our income and things like that. So, and we want to continue to live the lifestyle we want to live. And this is going to better our income and better our lifestyle. Mm. So, yeah, it's weird how that changes. It changes for so many people. And you can see that right here in our community. We've got so many doctors and nurses and just people from, you know, from all different career paths and professions who, for, for you know, who went through tons of college, who went, who, who have a great career. And, and don't look at that career as a throwaway. Don't look at that career as a waste of time. Don't look at that time spent or even that money spent as, um, you know, a waste because it's not. It's it's exactly what you needed to do in your life to get you and prepare you for where you're at now. It's mm -hmm. carried you. It's 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 paid your bills. It's given you the experience that you now have that you can talk about and share with other people and endless stories and analogies. And I mean, for me, look, I, I worked construction for a couple of years with my dad. Well, I shouldn't say a couple of years. I mean, off and on for 10 when I, since I was about 15 until about 25, you know, off and on. But when I got clean around 24, it was about two years solid. And um, I still talk about that daily. I talk about my construction experience. I use it as analogies. I use it as this is where I came from. I use it as this is what I used to do. I, I use it in a humorous way, old broke construction worker. I use it in, in serious ways. I, I use it to tell stories about what my dad taught me. I use it to tell stories about what other mentors taught me, um, how I've been prospected for MLMs on construction sites. I mean, endless stories that I have that we all have, even if you're in the medical profession, even if you're a therapist, there's so many ways to tell stories without, without violating anybody's um, privacy or confidentiality because you don't have to give their names. I mean, my therapist all the time tells me about other clients he's had in the past, just doesn't tell me their names, right? Yeah. Doesn't reveal their names. And that's totally okay, right? He has you know, 50 years of experience or 40 years of experience or something like that. He's in his seventies and you know, it's, it's beautiful. It's wonderful, you know? And, and, uh, although he's not, um, pursuing digital marketing or whatever, he still uses all those stories and all that experience in, in, in his business. He, he, he's a business owner and has his own practice and that's just what he wants to do. But, um, None of this stuff is a waste that we've done before. And many of us may find that we want to continue to do. We've had people in the past who enjoy their jobs. Yeah. We really don't want to really don't want to quit their jobs or don't want to leave their profession. And yeah. many of you can take the experience and the knowledge that you're in the skills that you're gaining right here in Legendary Marketer and, and that you're learning and actually 
just pivot in your profession to go from doing manual labor and working with your hands to taking the knowledge and packaging that knowledge in courses, coaching events, or similar affiliate offers in that niche, and now marketing information to teach people how to get into that profession, how to do that profession better. I mean, I could easily go into the construction business or the construction niche or the roofing niche or the plumbing niche or any of the trades niche and say, are you struggling getting leads? Are you struggling finding customers? Let me show you how to generate five quality leads from social media every single day so you're never without work. And then as a bonus, I'll show you how to find good people and vet them because the second big problem that most tradesmen have is finding good people to work on the job so they can actually scale and put the tools down. That is an irresistible offer. If I would have heard that offer back when I was 24 and a half, 25, looking to actually, because I wanted to get away from my dad and go out on my own almost immediately. Mm -hmm. If I would have ran into a course like that, or I probably would have been like, oh shit, here we go. Let's do it. You know? But I didn't see that. That yeah. wasn't that wasn't something that was really popular back then, or else I just wasn't wasn't getting that content. Um, but there's so many different ways that you can, wh whether you're leveraging your existing experience in that mm -hmm. niche, or whether you're pivoting completely and getting out of that profession niche and going into something totally different. There's endless opportunities. But you have to go through the curriculum. You have to commit to it. And you have to be willing to market for more than a week. You know, I see these posts in our, in our, in our groups all the time. I've been posting for a week. You know, I'm not getting any, any more than 50 or 100 views on each video. Imagine having 100 people in a room sitting there going, listening, what do you got to say? You know, 50 to 100 people. I mean, I, when I started, I didn't, would, I didn't have a half a person that would listen to me. <laughs> I mean, I'm serious. Yeah. I, I, I get five a, views on a video and I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And to go off of like experiences and things like that, like I even this morning saw one of my nursing friends who left the hospital to do travel nursing. She did travel nursing for like two years and she just created a course on travel nursing. So Such a popular you can, topic too. yeah, yeah. You can do anything with your experiences. So, you know, I can create a course with my experiences and things like that and give education and training and things like that. So, Absolutely. and hopefully one day I will do that. Absolutely. I mean, you may find yourself, and this happens all the time. We venture in, in we, where we start a new venture such as this in, in, in play around in, in, in start off in maybe the make money online niche or online business niche or the health niche or something. But then sometimes once we see and really grasp how to utilize these skills in, and to, um, to, you know, to really make money with them. When once we understand the formula, once we get the the marketing shades, as I like to call them, we start to see the world differently. You know, we actually can understand what the hell's going on out here on the internet instead of just thinking that everything is a scam. And 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 now all of a sudden we go, you know what? I'm kind of tired of this niche that I've been working in, or I want to diversify a little bit just to keep it fresh. I'm gonna. I've got all this experience in the medical field. 
I'm going to go back over and teach medical professionals how to find virtual work so they can work from home or work on the road, as you just suggested, and make money while they travel instead of just being tied to one location. Or I'm going to show people how to start a business, start as a plumber, grow your contracting business. If I wanted to say, get back into that, never would I go back and ever work with my hands unless I absolutely had to because it's backbreaking work. But I could easily see myself one day getting back in and, and showing contractors, showing struggling plumbers, roofers, carpenters, how to scale and grow their business faster. Also, I've done this behind the scenes with a couple of real estate buddies who mm -hmm. wanted to take the, you know, get out of the like flipping remodeling game and teach people online how to make money from real estate, doing simpler, smaller transactions, wholesale deals, stuff like that. Yeah. And, you know, they were able to, you know, move more into less stressful work such as long-term rentals instead of quick flips with hard money loans where you have like you know you have to pay or you have to sell the house or else you're going to get you know crushed with a massive 15 percent interest payment and go move more into long-term rentals and more into you know teaching people how to do wholesale deals or even just starting a coaching program where you're not even creating any course curriculum, but you're just creating a group coaching program that is showing people how to get into the real estate game and buy your first deal, fund your first deal, do a wholesale deal, build a list of wholesalers, uh, uh, you know, wholesale buyers that when you find the property, you can market to them because you have a list of people to market to. There's so many things that can be done with your existing experience once you couple that with the digital marketing skills that, that we teach here. So as we bring this airplane in for a landing, and I certainly need to come in for a landing myself and take a break and rest this old throat here that feels like a, it's it's got, um, you know how when you feel like the thing that's hanging down in the back of your throat is like a tether ball? Yes. It's just like, it feels like it's like a tether ball and like it's just hanging down like a big boxing bag or something instead of just being small and you can't feel it because my throat swollen up. What, what <laughs> advice would you give yourself when you started? What did you need to hear that you know now? What What is it worth it to you? Like, what would you give to be able to have that time freedom? Like, ask yourself what your goals are. And what do you want to accomplish? But what would you give to get to that? Mm. That's my biggest. And then just being consistent and showing up for yourself. Mm. So. I love that. I love that. Well, Brittany, um, thank you for being with us after a 24-hour shift as a nurse practitioner. Um, that's, that's, that's very generous of you. Please go rest. Um, mm -hmm. My best to, to you and your family. And it sounds like you have a little one and uh, enjoy that time. And I know that you're going to be on your way to be in that stay at home or, or part time. I, I urge you to keep speaking that into existence because yeah. the more that you declare it and the more that you speak it into the existence, the more that you act as if it's already happened, the quicker it'll come. So yeah. um, stay legendary, my friend. Thanks for being with me this morning and come back and see me again. Okay. Okay. Thank you so much. All right. See you, Brittany. All right, my friends, you can go and follow Brittany on Instagram at be the 
affiliate underscore at the end. B, the letter B, the affiliate underscore at the end. Uh, she's also on TikTok. You can find her over at the affiliate Brit. And Brit is spelled B-R-I-T, the affiliate Brit. My friends, what a fantastic episode. And once again, a great example of what's possible even with a wildly busy life, even as a professional, even as somebody who has small children, or in this case, a small child and a husband. So much going on, still finding the time, right? Still making the time to go after her, still dreaming, even with a dream career, right? That is a dream career for most people. She's still dreaming. She's still got bigger goals. She's still willing and wanting to pivot, to, to find, is there a way that I can have more time freedom? Is there a way that now in this chapter of my life that I can make a change that will be more appropriate for me to meet my wants and needs? Don't let what you've accomplished in the past keep you from accomplishing more in the future. It should only be a stepping stone, right? Everything that you've done up until this point has prepared you for the next step. Keep stepping and stay legendary. Get out of here, my friend.